0: Welcome to Consults Over Coffee. This week's episode, is it a bike shop? Is it a grocery store? Is it a cultural reference point? Is it a small business that's an important part of the community? It's all of the above. Welcome to Outpost Richmond, a unique, successful, multifaceted, and diverse business. I'm joined today by owner and founder Braden Gavoni, who's here to discuss how Outpost Richmond came to be and what it's become, and also how they're helping to promote healthy living, inclusiveness, and just having fun. I think you're really going to like this. Well, welcome to another consults over coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones, and I'm joined today by, by my friend, Braden Gavoni, who is one of the owners and, and founders of Outpost Richmond, which is a local bike shop slash bodega, I guess is probably the best way to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Is that a I fair description? I think it's a fair description,
1: yeah, it, bike it's,
0: shop. It's, it's, it's certainly a unique, a unique shop Sitting on the corner of Forest Hill uh, and Westover Hills Boulevard. It's Forest yeah. Hill and Westover Hills. Yeah, and and uh, you guys have been there what five years now? Longer. Yeah,
1: we officially opened uh, towards the end of twenty fifteen. So yeah, we're we are now in our sixth year, I guess. Or wow. Yeah, within our sixth year. So
0: yeah, and and you were you were what part owner and and kind of managing one of the Carytown bike locations, the one in Carytown, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, when I
0: first met yeah. You.
1: Yeah, started that with those guys uh, in 2007 and then left in 2015.
0: Yeah, so so what was the impetus to
1: start out post-Richmond? Um, well, I mean, after leaving, after leaving um I wasn't really sure I wanted to stay in the bike industry for a time. I still have a lot of ideas about what bike shops can be, like what a bike shop, what my personal vision of a shop was, like where, you know, where things, you know, didn't live up to to my expectations or didn't align with with what I was doing previous, and I decided, well, I want to tr- you know give it another go, try a different approach, um, and reached out to a couple friends um, that I thought would have, you know, pretty similar similar philosophy towards doing it, and um, we decided to take another stab at it. Yeah.
0: Um, but so your but your shop is clearly the model that you have is clearly very different than a traditional bike shop.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's in some ways. Um, yeah, in some way, well, it's like
0: bike shop plus, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, in certain ways, yeah. At face value, it's obviously very different because we have a lot more going on than just a bike shop. Um, the 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 bike shop that kind of underpins everything, though, I think in a lot of ways is. Very traditional. Um, when I the first bike shop I worked at, I started back in two thousand one, um, was a shop called Rowlett that had been around for almost hundred years at that point. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, you know, they they had evolved from like the you know early twentieth century model of like general store, hardware store, sporting goods, etc. That sold bikes to over time most of the other things kind of falling by the wayside and kind of refocusing on on bikes and and, and towards the end still canoes and, and some boat stuff um and it was very much i think what or at least what i think of when i think of like a like a family bike shop you had this 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 shop that had multiple generations of customers um you know partially just because it had been around so long but um but you know people that that maybe got their bike there when they were a kid and then grew up and you know maybe maybe you're still riding, maybe you're not, and then have kids of their own buy their own bikes. And it was very much a that approach of of selling bikes to a a pretty broad range of riders. There was a there was a racing component within you know within that. Um myself and some of the other people involved did you know actively participated in, in bike racing and put on races. So we we had a you know had a racing club. So there was is this this multifaceted like bike shop that was I think at the time, still very much trying to be, um, you know, this all things all people approach and not not really ex- exclusionary. And where like, so I've definitely looked back and kind of referenced that a lot when I was starting Outpost. That's a, looking at wanting to kind of continue with that trend of, of making something that's that is inclusive as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's there's a lot of different people. That are going to get into cycling for a lot of different reasons, um, you know, now more so th- than ever. Um, and we wanted to be, you know, be kind of a resource and a, and a hub for 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 all of that, not just for you know the more you know the more dedicated you know elements within within you know cycling. Be that like bike racers or or just like your you know year round like committed bike commuters. Um, there's there's so much going on. <clears throat> you know, just in, in cycling and bike riding, and especially you know, in the Richmond area, that um, a big part of it was creating this um, creating this thing that, um, you know, didn't, wasn't gonna be exclusive, wasn't gonna be off-putting, um, very much, you know, recognizing that a lot of bike shops, especially high-end bike shops, can be very can be very intimidating places to to new customers to new to people new to like to riding bikes. Um, <clears> that are not just looking at it as like a sport. You know these are these are spaces that are traditionally um, like male dominated, white male dominated pr- primarily. Yeah. Um, and you know maybe somebody coming from this coming into cycling who isn't going to fit that demographic, whether whether it's you know race, gender, or even just like body type. Um, all of these reasons that that they're going to feel, you know, might might feel excluded, might might feel othered by, you know, by this space. I looked at that kind of head on and and seeing like, oh man, I've been I've been doing this a certain way for a long time, and I've I helped. I was the architect of this of the of a space that was very much, um, you know, very much continuing that, you know, somewhat from somewhat problematic um you know problematic approach so um hold on. i wanted to make something that wasn't that wasn't that that's something that if somebody walked in the door they didn't think immediate. they didn't want it to immediately be like this intimidating or even like adversarial you know kind of interaction which is something that like i i saw happening like time and time again like being i mean personally being complicit in that um and you know, taking a step back and saying, you know, this is, I think this is the wrong way. I think it's the wrong way to do it. And I don't want to do it that way anymore. So starting over, um, and doing the, the grocery and beer and wine thing, um, I think is a key component in, in that. Um, and the thought process, like when we were, when we were starting to kind of hash out the idea and how things would lay out and how we wanted to approach things. Um, the idea, the idea is that basically like your average bike shop, regardless of whether they're, you know, high end, low end service focused e-bikes, whatever. Um, most people that are going to come in that store are only going to come in a couple times a year. Um, you know, even your most, even your most like hardcore, like bike racer guys, That's uh, true. I mean, they're, you know, you know, maybe they're coming into the shop, maybe they're coming in 12 times a year or maybe 20 times a year, but most people, the vast majority of bike shop customers, if this is a, this is a, a brief a brief interaction, a couple times a year at most, and as a result, this it's a space that isn't that may not be you know that's not going to be as familiar. It's not going to be as comfortable. Um, whereas, like for a, a small grocery store, um, you know, small a small market um, like some of the other other local ones, like Little House Green Grocery or Stella's or you know whatever, um, these are spaces that. Customers come into, you know, a lot of times like two, two to five times a week. So it's a very familiar, comfortable place. You're, you know, if you're coming in and buying, you know, buying a six pack or buying some eggs or buying some chips or salsa or, you know, whatever, and you're seeing the same people, you know, multiple times a week over and over, it's gonna be a much more comfortable experience just at the baseline. And by kind of like, you know, kind of like making that, you know, kind of creating that little Business within a business, um, our comfort level just immediately becomes higher for most people. Um, you know, where they're their local resource for X, Y, and Z, and we also do this this bicycle this bicycle thing. And and a lot of our customers, you know, maybe they don't you know they don't ride bikes. That's that's fine. They come in and they're like, oh, it's weird that there's a bike shop in this in my local grocery, but whatever. Um, but where we're located. A lot of people are active, you know, right by the change of park system. A lot of people hike or kayak and bike, run, etc. So for those people, like it, the first, the first reaction is like, oh, that's, that's weird that there's these two things in the same building. But then they think about it for a second and they're like, but I like both of those things and why shouldn't they be in the same building? <laughs> and it's, you know, and it, it's worked out really well because people come in over and over and over and then you know, and are, and are comfortable here and get, you know, we, we have all these great like amazing customer interactions and just, ever you know, a lot of just people on first name basis. And when they, you know, when they need a, a new bike or, or a rack for their bike or, or, just a, you know, some new tires, it's, it's not like, Oh, gotta, you know, gotta hop in the car and go over to the bike shop and, you know, go talk to somebody that, you know, may not be the same person I dealt with last year. You know, it's, You know whatever for whatever reason that it may not be the best thing well yeah i'm going there anyway i'm gonna pick up my six pack and i'm gonna pick up my chips and i'm gonna pick up some cheese or whatever and oh yeah i'm gonna grab a tube and some some chain lube and the new tire and the whatever while i'm there and it's just this like normal normal interaction no baggage no no weird preconceptions
0: yeah, no, and, and, and it's funny, because I looked at it, you know, in, in two ways. And one is, it's inclusive rather than exclusive, which I think feels better to most people. I mean, the world of competitive cycling, you got to work pretty hard. You got to put a lot of miles and a lot of time in to be able to race a bike yeah. and to race a bike well. And so it, it almost... It almost establishes its own little club of guys who do the work and who worked hard to get there. Yeah. And so the they you know, it, I mean, it's it's a tough sport. It's yeah. a tough sport. Um. And 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 so there is a little bit of of an attitude and a and a big threshold to entry if you want to focus on the competitive cycling world. But there's a lot more to riding a bike than just racing a bike. Absolutely. You I mean, know, I. love
1: I love biker. I mean, I love bike racing and it's not for everyone. I mean, you know, there's, there are a lot more reasons to, to ride bikes in a different way than there are to race bikes. There's a lot of other fun stuff um, to do on a bike. Um, Arguably, you know, more fun. I would say most of the time, I mean, even a lot of the non most, I would say the best times I've had riding bikes have not been while racing bikes. I've had a lot of fun racing, bikes, but I've had a lot more fun, not racing bikes.
0: Well, that's the thing. There's a, there's a lot that you can do. And, and, and for me, as a physician who walks around and, and looks at sort of the, you know, the crisis of obesity in this country, who looks at, you know, a lot of self-inflicted medical problems, largely related to being sedentary, eating poorly, it, it just makes sense to me. You know what? You can ride up the street. You can ride to the park. You can, I mean, especially in Richmond, there are so many places that you can get out and ride safely and get on the Capitol trail. And and I just see that as a healthy, such a healthy alternative for people that doesn't have to be competitive. If you wanna take it in that direction, you can take it in that direction. If you just wanna go throw your bikes on the car and go ride around Colonial Williamsburg or ride down the parkway to Yorktown, whatever you wanna do, there are all these options, but they're all healthy options. And so, you know, I, I see that as just a, a real positive. And then I also see, frankly, as from a business model, I think why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want a bike shop that appeals to as many people as possible?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's that. I mean that that's the plan, right? Um, I mean, I look at it like, like I I, I want to strip away, I want to strip away the competition. I want to strip away all of these preconceptions of like, oh, this is, this has to be, this is a green thing. This is a healthy thing. This is all these, because all of these things, like, they're all good. Yeah. It's like, there's so many different people that can, that can interact with a bicycle and, and can, and get joy out of it. And there are all these different body types and all these different types of riders that I think even this idea of kind of, of, of getting television as this is, this is this, this is this healthy lifestyle. This is this thing that is about like, improvement and you know and and bettering bettering yourself and bettering your body and bettering the planet i think even that like even that attitude is like it's more
0: it has more to do yeah with, like, with you're making body. it you're making it a cause rather than yeah. than
1: right and it's just a. Thing. It's, just a th- it's a thing we should do and it's a thing we should enjoy and what? and to your point whether it's like whether it's racing a bike Whether it's riding the Capitol trail, whether it's riding with your kids, whether it's just riding to the park, it shouldn't like, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be anything beyond that, that people feel like that they they have to, that they're obligated to do, or that they're opting into. It's not like, oh, I ride bikes to be healthy. I ride bikes to, to save the planet. I ride bikes to be faster. I ride, it's like, these are all cool. Like these are all good reasons. Right. At the same time, it's like, man, I don't want to talk about any of the reasons because it doesn't matter because everyone has their own reasons and if i say cycling is about is about being healthy well then then if somebody's like well maybe you know i'm not healthy enough am i do i feel do i feel excluded by cycling because my my body type is is this and not this right. or, you know and you know i i i live i live my my work or life where i am in life like i can't i can't ride a bike to work it's not feasible for me so so am i because I have to commute in a car, like is that you know is somebody saying, oh well, you're, you're am I you're, a
0: bad person?
1: You know, you're a big jerk. To commute in a car, right? you're not <laughs> riding. Whatever. Screw all that. Like, let's just you know, let's just ride bikes. Let's just have fun. Because like, I mean, if if we are not, if we can't have fun, at least in part of our lives, then
0: what's right. The what's, point? The point? what's the well, point? Well, and I think I think that's you know, again, it gets back to the idea that 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 Outpost Richmond, really, I, I see it as something that that's built on inclusivity rather than exclusivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and the vibe, and, and Debbie and I have often talked about this when we go in there, it's like, this is a neighborhood shop, you know, in a very traditional sense. And you mentioned kind of going back to the old Rowlett's model. And that's sort of what this is, which is, you know what, this is kind of a, a locally owned business that's that's integral to the community you want to come in here because you need something you need a bike or you need your bike worked on or you need something for your bike or do you want to come in here because you need groceries you want to come in here and just shoot the breeze for a couple minutes and look around I mean that's yeah I want people to be comfortable
1: I want it to be I want it to be a positive experience because it's so easy for it to not be a positive experience
0: well and and I think I just think there, there's so much value in a, in a small locally owned business, as opposed to big box. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's what I I, I like about it. We, we walk in your shop and, and it feel good, you know, and, and, and people are having a good time. The staff is friendly. You know, there's cool stuff to look at if you're, you know, whether it's bike stuff, whether it's groceries, whether it's locally sourced RVA stuff. Right. I mean, and, yeah. and that to me, that, that's a very, that is not the standard experience in a bike shop. No,
1: definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, yeah, bike shops are when they're just a bike shop. Yeah. It's this very like transactional thing. I mean, there, there are some, there are plenty of, there are plenty of bike shops where their, their core repeat customers will say, oh no, it's not a transactional thing for me because, because I fit into their target customer base and, and I go there and I, there's a, I, I do the group rides, and I do whatever the racing or whatever. And this is all, this is all cool stuff too. But there's so many people that ride bikes that that's not them. That's not that, and they are and and the non racers, the non like high end, psych the, the non the non cyclists, right? Right. The majority of people are riding bikes, and I mean, I want I want my shop to reflect the broader. I don't even like the word cycling. I want to, the broader bike riding. Yeah. Community, right. Community. I mean, even community is a weird word. I mean, just if you, if you like, I go out and ride, I go out and ride, like I ride the Capitol trail once or twice a week, generally in like, you know, a few mile increments with my daughter and I, I, I look, you know, I'm, I'm looking at who's out there in different parts and and seeing, you know, seeing who's on bikes and I look when I'm riding to work seeing who's on bikes and when I'm walking in a park, you know, in the ginger River park system with my with my kids, like I'm I look at who's on bikes and like it's not it's not like white dudes on fancy bikes. I right. mean they're there, of course, you know, and, and generally they're the ones that are may not be acting in the most you know friendly, inclusive manner. And why yeah, I don't want like I don't need to cater to that. Like there's so many, there's, there's shops to cater to that and and a lot, I means a lot of our customers are going to fit the demographic and that's cool too. I mean, I'm in that demographic and if I wasn't, if I didn't own a shop, I'd, I'd want to be able to get certain products, whatever, but like I, to me, it's, it's like, I want, I want what we're doing to reflect, to reflect who's actually out there on bikes and whether that's in the bikes we sell or the, the products, whatever, who we hire, you know, what our staff, what they look like what their backgrounds are you know this is really this is really really important stuff that if you're not taking if you're not being cognizant of if you're not looking at that and saying like what do we look like to our customers what do we look like to people that are other people that want to ride bikes how can we make ourselves more inviting more familiar how can we take steps to not to not be gatekeepers for yeah 14, right yeah that's and and that's i mean that wasn't even like i mean that was that was under that was underlying the initial philosophy but just as like just in the past like five plus years just watching watching the demographic overall demographics of riders people on bikes in richmond just literally changed before my eyes has been this like incredible thing it's incredible to witness i mean i've been i've been actively riding bikes and actively in the bike industry for basically 20 20 years at this point point. and like for the first 10 years there wasn't a lot of change happening here and like just in the last five years there's this huge shift and it's it's a beautiful thing to see it still has problems i mean there's still there's still issues i mean i i i look at like you know even even when we have bikes to sell there's like, well, yeah, to be, to be, to be viable as a business, to survive it, to be, to be financially viable, Like, we can't sell certain things, right? We can't sell below a certain price point. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't right. work. It work. Right? And even looking at that, I'm like, man, it sucks. This sucks, you know? If some, you know, we get calls, somebody's like, oh, I'm looking for a bike. And you're like, eh, you know, okay, what do we do? Especially now when you're, we have so much other stuff, when we kind of cut to the chase. We're like, well, what's your budget? What kind of ride you want to do? And, and if somebody's like, oh well, yeah, I'm looking to spend like three hundred dollars. Oh, I can't do that. I don't have that. I, you know, I that's not that doesn't that's not viable for for our model. And
0: right well, and I think you guys have done a pretty admirable job of that. And again, I mean it gets back to not only does it seem like at least from my vantage point, that it is a, a socially cool thing to do. You know, especially right now. God knows, man. There's enough divisiveness in this country right now. That, yeah. that frankly, anybody who's being inclusive, what a breath of fresh air that is. You know, and, and you guys are doing that. And and you know, I think I think that's just really that's some, it, that's just that's great. And it's also a smart business model. You yeah, know? I mean, and and I don't think you, that was certainly wasn't your motivation. But I mean, the fact is, is that you know what. If you're gonna open a business, you want as broad a customer base as you can have.
1: Well, to a degree. I mean, they definitely I mean there's definitely certain there are definitely yeah. certain elements that um that I don't I mean I don't have any time for, I don't have any patience for. And <laughs> I think like there are I mean if if what you if if you are, are an exclu- if you are trying to exclude people, you know, from from you know, whatever, you know. I mean, not just riding bikes, um, just access to anything we all need, you know, um, to just being able to share space, you know, spaces safely, then I don't have time. for you. I'm not, yes. interested, you know, I'm not, I don't want your money. If you, you know, if you, if you, if you disagree with some of the core, like the core beliefs and core tenets that, that I hold, and that I think most of my staff holds, um, you know, politically, then that's fine. We're not the shop for you. We're not, you know, we're not going to oh, yeah. we're not going to hide we're not going to hide who what we believe either. You know, we're not going to like we've I I would like to think that we have been open and honest about not just our beliefs and politics within the confines of riding the bike, but beyond that because like I mean, everything is political. At the at the one hand, you want to be like, "Well, I, I want things to be, I want everything to be chill, and I don't want to be, I don't want politics to be injected, you know, into everything in like the classic sense." But at the same time, man, everything's political. Everything's political. Just get it, getting on a bike and riding to work is a is political. It's a political action. Sadly, and and, and, and a lot of times in a good way, you know, what you know, you're interacting like, what does bike infrastructure mean? You know, there's there's all there's there's all these political implications to bike infrastructure, right? There's all these political implications to, you know, just not driving a car, you know? Um so we try and I, I try and be honest. I try we try and be open with that, you know. And if somebody's like, man, I you know, if that that's if that's if that's not for them, you know what, if that's not for them. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have any I, I don't yeah. have any time for like some just like, I don't know, just some some like, you know, sexist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever. I don't want your money. Like,
0: you know, like. Well, I, and, and, and know, as, was, as a, business was, a business owner, that's your, that's your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, my, that's, yeah. that's the way of the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got to the, I mean, I, I worked really, really hard to get to this place where I can, where I can kind of like, I can do what I think is best, but I can, I can, but more importantly, like I can do it. Like, I have business partners, but I don't answer to anyone. You know, I mean, I answered, I answered my family, answer to my staff, you know, but I don't answer to anyone. Like ultimately these are my decisions to make. And that's a, that basically saying like, if, if somebody is going to act in a certain way that is like harmful to like my staff or harmful to my family or harmful to the people I care about, get lost,
0: get out of here. Yeah.
1: You know, um,
0: we're doing just fine, yeah. You know? So and and so we we're we're actually we're kind of out of time. Um, and this may be kind of a, a good way to kind of segue, because <laughs> you guys have done very well through the pandemic. Yeah, and and certainly folks in Richmond would be hard pressed to find a place that, that's more inclusive and open to folks. Yeah. I think. Um, and professional, right? I mean, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, I mean, but. Around. You know, so if folks are looking to find you, how do they, how do they, how do they find out post-Richmond? Well, I mean,
1: I think a lot of it, I mean, is still very much word of mouth. I mean, I think most, most, most bike shops survive to a degree on word of mouth, you know, having that new influx of customers saying, you know, oh, like whether it's the, you know, the, the, the bike racer, you know, entry in. Right oh, I'm getting into this and I'm, you know, my friend does this. I'm going to try it out. What shop does he go to? Um, or, you know, in your neighborhood, you're like, oh, I saw, I saw the guy down the block. He does this. Like, I mean, these are, I mean, these are stories of customers you're like, oh yeah, I got into it because my friend recommended it. Um, but on top of that, we're really lucky because we are a local grocery store and that's like, that's like a secret sauce, right? You know, like, yeah, it's like people, we have, we have picked up bike customers over and over and over that were grocery customers first. So like they were already like, they were already our customer, but now they're buying this other thing that, you know, that we also sell.
0: Jeez, man, strength, strength and growth through diversity, right? You (laughs) heretic you,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but has exceed, you know, vastly exceeded, um, you know what? What I hoped it to do. And
0: so, so folks listening to this, though, you're you're on Facebook, right? They can yeah. go cruise your Facebook page. What is OutpostRichmond.com?
1: Yeah, Outpost Richmond. Yeah, Facebook. It's Outpost Richmond on Instagram. Um, and we don't do as much with Facebook as we do with Instagram. I think the, the Instagram that that facet of their platform, um, I think, just works. You know, lends itself better to what we're doing
0: and for the really old folks you're on the internet as well right yeah
1: you can find us on (laughs) Um, yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm, I, i i i've got really awesome talented people that that work work here and um you know basically keep that that presence that like you know on your on the phone uh or the or the desktop maybe um keeps it you know i think relevant and and doing a good job of kind of reflecting what we're asking so when so I think people can kind of can go to those you know platforms and and get a good idea of like what the heck we're about and hopefully are going to see that and say oh yeah this is this is what I this is the shop for me I want to go check these guys out
0: well it's certainly been the shop for Debbie and I for the last five years so
1: appreciate it
0: yeah, man. Well, that that's another consults over coffee. It's Braden Gavani from Outpost Richmond. And uh, check them out. It's probably the most unique and professional bike shop you'll find in town. And we'll be back next week.